1: Hello and welcome to Punching Out. I'm Ryan, joined today by Lou. Hey guys. And David. Hello. Before we get into our subject at hand, I want to take a moment to note that this show will be airing on wayo on uh, September 19th. September 20th is the one year anniversary of our very first show airing on Weyo. And I want to take a moment here to thank everybody who has helped make this possible, uh, from on-air talent, like those here today to people who work on editing our show and who, uh, max for designing our logo. Um, and also to the fine people at Wayo who have made this possible, particularly Mike Yates who reached out to us when we were talking about putting on a show and said, Hey, we have a time slot for you and we'll let you talk on the radio for an hour, which is wild having said all that today's show we're going to be talking about the weekend it's we are not the music singer no no we're talking about (laughs) the two days saturday sunday at the end of the week it's sort of funny that we air on wednesdays at noon which is as far from the weekend as you can possibly get why are we talking about this subject today thoughts
2: well, because it's it's an important topic that's been a success for labor movements since labor became a thing. Like you know, leisure and time off away from work is something that is really important, um, despite what your boss might think otherwise. And
1: and, and it's really a topic about work too.
2: <laughs> True. Yeah. Wait, we got to go over this. So, if the weekend is what we're talking about, this means your work week must start on Monday. So, your Monday through Sunday, not a Sunday through Saturday. <laughs> are, are we going to get
0: I'm weekend a truthers? Person. Oh, you're a, S- <laughs> Sunday starts the week, and then are Saturday we going to get weekend the week. truthers on this. <laughs> Let's not do that. No.
2: Okay. If you say so.
1: <laughs> All right. Mm. Well, one of the things that we're going to talk about as this show goes on is that the weekend is sort of uh, a mirror image of the work week, and that the things you can't do when you're working, you tend to take care of on the weekend. It's. Um, which tends to pose problems for the people who are working on the weekends, which is a shockingly high percentage. Um, but before we get to that, we I want to talk a little bit about how the weekend came to be. Uh, Louise, you just alluded to um, how labor movement fought for this additional time off. But prior to that, you know, in the beginning, um, our seven-day week, obviously – originates in sort of Judeo-Christian culture. You know, the Bible talks about God made the world in seven days, well, six days, and then he rested, which is Sunday if you're a Christian. It's uh, Saturday, effectively, if you're Jewish, sundown Friday to sundown Saturday. Is Friday a day. if you're Muslim. Yeah. In those uh, monotheistic cultures, uh, the Western culture really, um, it's – week has been, you know, 6 days of work and 1 day of rest basically for the past couple thousand years. And there have been a few efforts to change this. Uh the French Revolution uh their calendar had a 10-day week with only 1 day of rest which was uh scrapped partly because of that. Nobody liked that idea. Um and then the industrial revolution happens and instead of people working sort of at a leisurely pace on their farms for all week it's the pace of work is really heightened
3: the clock has become king is what mm-hmm. one writer wrote after the industrial revolution
1: right it it really puts you know time onto work it separates work from just your daily life you know it, you're no longer working you know basically at your home on the field you are now working somewhere else and you are the time you spend working is being measured and you are being paid as a result of that time. And Mm -hmm. agriculture has periods of, um, you know, there are periods of real strenuous work. The harvest period, you know, it's a busy time. But for most of history, people are working maybe 20 hours a week. It's it's much more relaxed pace. Um, And now people are working 80 hours a week, you know, within the span of like... One or two generations, that shift is happening for so many people, and people don't like it. People uh, have an aversion to working eighty hours a week.
2: Shifts. They don't just don't just like it. They're working themselves to death.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. causing real problems for the people who are making the industrial revolution happen by working in these factories, and so you quickly see efforts to reduce working time. Uh, we've talked on this show on the past about. Uh, the Haymarket Affair, where you know, few people died during a rally for the eight-hour day. But even at that time, that would be 1884, um, we're talking about a rally for a 48-hour work week. Abraham Lincoln wouldn't have known what you meant by the weekend. It would be another few decades, really, before we came to see the establishment of a two-day weekend and the 40-hour week here in the U.S.,
3: And at that time of the Haymarket Affair, they were talking about the length that you could work in one day. They were saying eight hours for work, eight hours for sleep, and eight hours for whatever you please. I think that's right. And, you know, they weren't even talking about getting a whole day off yet. They just wanted to... (laughs) A
2: whole day? That's barbaric.
3: (laughs) They just wanted to only have to be on their feet in these horrendous, horrible uh, factories for eight hours a day. The same amount of time that I sit in an office chair... And get paid significantly more than they ever did.
1: <laughs> and, True. And um, it was in 1938, so a full 50 years after the Haymarket Affair, that uh, the Fair Labor Standards Act came into law, and that is what officially established in the U.S. a five-day work week, which we now now we're seeing evaporate. You know, this idea of a monolithic five-day schedule is going by the wayside.
3: And I think it's it's worth pointing out for anyone who's uh, struggling to to cope with, like, electoralism and whether or not it's worth it, it's worth pointing out that it took three sessions of Congress to get that bill passed. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was struck down twice. Mm
1: -hmm. And, And this was during the New Deal. It was, if it was ever going to pass, this would have been the time for it. You know, this was when workers had more power than they ever have had in the U.S. I guess the broader point I'm making here is that this is a very recent phenomenon, uh, you know, it, the weekend is more recent in human history than cars are. And speaking of cars, it's Henry Ford is one of the first people to implement the weekend in his factories. You know, partly um, he was no altruist. You know, part yeah. part of his reasoning was that no if people have, you know, extra leisure time, they will drive more and they will need to buy more cars. Um, that's that's ingenious. It, it really yeah. is. there. It's sort of the creation of a leisure time economy. It's a recognition that these consumer goods have to be consumed.
3: Mm-hmm. And I think that that really goes to a major feature of the weekend now, which is that we say it's our time off, but really it's our time to consume. Um, that's yeah. when we can go out and you know get all the new gadgets, play our video games, go to restaurants and all that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it's leisure time and that's what fuels the economy although I, I would argue now that people's idea of when leisure happens is it, it's for certain people like certain mm. socioeconomic incomes yeah. are, are good for
1: leisure yeah. but the yeah. people doing the work for the leisure it happens between 11 and 1 a.m
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, i also uh, i wanted to just step back a little bit yeah. from uh, henry ford um one of the I think one of another one of his reasons for instituting the weekend was because there was this tradition stretching back as far as Benjamin Franklin's time of Saint Monday, which was a made-up Saint's Day um, to excuse why everybody who had gone out drinking on Sunday after church was too hungover to come into work on Monday. So Monday was a common hooky day for mm-hmm. uh, industrial workers, apparently.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I've heard of workplaces giving the day off after Super Bowl for that exact same <laughs> right.
1: reason. Um, and what Ford found, and one of his o- other reasons, is that people would be more productive if they had that extra day of rest. If whether it's to cure a hangover or just to <laughs> deal with you know what ails you after you know, yeah. a forty-hour week in an auto factory.
2: Yeah, that's one of the the double-handed or double-edged bits about productivity and, and the research that goes into it is, on the one hand, they find time after time that if you care for your workers and you spend the extra money to give them health care and, and time off and vacation and, and whatever else they might need in order to take care of their personal lives, it produces better productivity and therefore more profit for the employer. Okay. So yes, it's, it is actually good for you as a worker, but it's also good for your employer, which, meh, I don't care about that part
3: yeah that is definitely a trade off that uh, we've seen <laughs> we 've seen a lot that uh you know many sort of leftist economists and not so leftist economists will point out things um, you know that would actually help employers you right. know, things like uh, free single payer health care and right. stuff like that and yet um, in this climate that we 're in now yeah. um, they don 't pursue that mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's annoying that that's how you have to sell something that would be good for your employees. Is is oh, but but don't worry, it's better for you than it is for them. Like the
3: well, and I think that's one of the things that uh, sort of finally broke me from more uh, liberal politics. Mm-hmm. Is I got really sick of uh, justifying human rights in terms of dollars.
2: Right. Uh, yeah, that's that's
1: absolutely true.
3: Mm-hmm. It's a recognition that capital holds all the power.
1: And so if you're going to get anything done in the halls of power, you kind of have to work with them. But <laughs> we really would rather not. I know.
2: It's it's like the, the leftist double talk is on the one hand, oh, it's really good for you guys to make lots of money. And then the other hand, actually, it's just good because we're humans and we <laughs> like to treat people with dignity.
1: I, I think when we talked about single payer health care on this show, one of the selling points was you don't have to manage, you know, the uh, Obamacare exchanges right. anymore. You don't have to do open enrollment
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, as an employer which uh, we're, this show explicitly we don't care about the employer do so not I care. <laughs> um,
2: Not even a little
1: now the weekend I mean everybody sort of holds it it's become sort of a cultural staple it's uh, you know everybody's working for the weekend um, and yes that's
3: weekend. something that we were talking about uh, before going on air is I think I'm the only one here who uh has that weekend, that work week uh, life. And I do try to be very conscious of it. And yet I c- continually catch myself asking, you know, the barista or whatever, you know, how's your Friday? Do you have any exciting right. plans for the weekend? Despite the fact that I myself, two months ago, was not, did not have weekends. And yet there's so little that, you can just talk about with a stranger, yeah. especially if you don't follow sports. And the weekend is one of those things that we kind of like culturally feel like we all have together. Like, a weird.
2: We put so much into the idea of of the weekend and our leisure and our time and our freedom mm. from it or for it that it, it becomes like the reason you're working. It you know everybody works to Friday. Everybody works for Friday and and the day that you're off. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, and it's it's very uh, sort of disturbing to think that we're all working all weekend for the weekend like you say and in order to have money for the things we want to do, which to me feels like we're trying to squeeze our entire lives into 2 days a week.
2: That's yeah. <laughs> that is poetic. <laughs> yeah, that that's absolutely what we're trying to do. Cuz I've worked when I worked right out of college, I worked a couple of part-time jobs in retail and they were relatively close together but there would be like hour long or two hour three hour four hour gaps between shifts and for between october 20th and new year's day i had exactly two days off so even though i was working less than 40 hours a week overall i still only had i had mm -hmm. thanksgiving and christmas that was it
1: and and your body really needs that time to recover. It does. Even if you're only working part-time less than 40 hours a week. Um there was something a there was a poll I, in, I think 2014 by Gallup it found that only 42% of American workers are actually working the 40-hour work week that we hold as this, you know, all-encompassing standard. It's it's a plurality, but it is not a majority of workers. And mm-hmm. yet I think w- we treat it as though it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was in the past, but in this era of the gig economy and where everything is now open on Sundays, it it's a thing of the past. The it w- is. The weekend has come and gone.
2: It really has.
3: It's interesting that we uh, the first days of rest that we had, the uh, progenitors of the weekend, were religious days. And now due to the demands of people that have to consume all of their uh, fun in two days, no longer can people actually have that Sabbath day of rest that uh, yeah. we started. Now, of course, uh, less people are um, religious now than they were. Back in the 1700s, but still, it is a sad irony. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's. I well, agree. And it's
1: not just the uh, religious uh, rut days of rest, but like think about Thanksgiving and how many people are now working uh, retail Thanksgiving evening.
2: I have so to many thoughts about for that.
1: Black Friday. Well, share them. Yeah,
2: well, and I eventually want to do a Black Friday episode, but like the whole idea, and and even with the the Hurricane Florence, which as of recording is is actively hitting Mm -hmm. uh, the Carolinas. Um, This idea that workers are there to serve you. Mm -hmm. I hate that. Like, I I am in the service industry. I am there to help you. I am not there to serve you. And the idea that these people need to be there in order to provide you your fun and your leisure. Like, are they not also entitled to their fun and leisure as well? Are they not entitled to go home and prepare for a hurricane? Uh, Because I heard one radio story about this lady that was just really 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 mad that she couldn't buy supplies because all the workers were sent home to to take care of their own stuff it's like Mm -hmm. you're they're just as valuable people as you are just because you have the time and leisure in order to do it doesn't make you superior in any way yeah
1: we've become very much a society that is focused on the customer the customer Mm -hmm. is always right and there's a second part of that equation which uh gets discarded in that logic um And another thing is, uh, like, even the people who are working full-time, the average uh, full-time worker is working 47 hours a week. Mm -hmm. So they are working just slightly less than the call for the 48-hour work week of the, you know, Haymarket rally. 40 hours, it's not happening, you know. Uh, So many people are working Saturdays, they're working Sundays, they are... The, the nine to five Monday to Friday schedule, it is not really there. And we're going to talk more in the coming up segments about uh, what effects that has. You're listening to Punching Out on Wayo 104.3. If you enjoy our show, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Punching Out Wayo. If you'd like to share your stories, you can email us at punchingoutwayo at gmail.com. Back to the show.
2: Hey, guys. Welcome back to Punching Out. Uh, I am Lou. I'm here today with Ryan. Hi. And Dave. Hey. Hey. And we're talking about the weekend. So we just talked about the history of the weekend, where it came from, why it exists, all that fun stuff. Um, But let's talk... Like about our own weekends, like what does your weekend look like, David?
3: Well, um, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging or anything, but I <laughs> guess I am the only one here who actually gets a weekend and uh, it's pretty fantastic. I'll just go on Facebook and uh, all the events I might want to go to happen to be on the days I have off. <laughs> just rubbing uh, it in.
2: <laughs> nice. And, uh, and by weekend, you, it's Saturday and I Sunday. I mean,
3: I have Saturday and Sunday off and uh, Friday night, I guess, as well. That's um, true. Yeah. Because I think I think for many of us, Friday and Saturday feel like more of the fun days, and then Sunday is the day when you're dreading the oncoming week.
1: Yeah, Sunday yeah. night especially is very much, you know, dread hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. e- even as somebody who doesn't work uh, full-time, 9 to 5, those hours just seem... Everything slows down, like people on the internet are all acting depressed. It's <laughs>
3: very...
2: <laughs> it's, it's, it's atmospheric as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: But I... I did I recently started having a weekend uh, for the first time in ever in my working life. What was it like? And it was just so liberating. It felt I like I I don't want to seem like I'm joking so much. It really felt like there was like a weight off my shoulders. I was suddenly just more active. I felt like my depressioning lightening up because mm. you know I was actually secure in my social structures and all that and yeah. like able to go to things because this world is set up for for uh, the work week and the weekend.
2: Yeah, that's an interesting point um, because I do technically have a weekend, but it is a different weekend mm-hmm. from the normal 9 to 5 Saturday, Sunday is the weekend because I work Tuesday through Saturday, which normally I do like quite a bit because it feels like I have no Mondays because everybody gets their Monday crap out on their Monday, hmm. which is my Sunday. And then I have two Fridays, because I have everybody else's Friday. And then, yay, everything's going great. And then my actual Friday, which is Saturday, because it's real chill. There's no traffic. Mm -hmm. Just go to work and hang out. Pretty awesome.
1: Um, Now, do you find in having those Sunday and Monday off, do you... Like, a lot of people get their grocery shopping done on the weekend. Mm -hmm. Do you go on Monday? No. Okay.
2: Because my husband has Saturday, Sunday off. So... He, like we have that one day together and we get all of our chores done. So it's It's tough in one way because compared to what I had before I started working my current job where I'm Tuesday through Saturday, mm-hmm. I had no time off because I was all part-time in retail and I was working all of the crazy hours. And literally anything he had off, I had to work without fail. Mm-hmm. Um, so now at least we have that one little overlap. So it is an improvement But it's still, you know, a little bit of a bummer because I don't get to see him very often. Um, And then exactly what you were saying, David, with the, the, you know, you can go to things, you can have... Friends and have a normal life. Like I have to be like, oh no, sorry, I can't go to that thing on Saturday because I'm at work. Or
3: Saturday. you know, like please let me know of all your fun spontaneous plans at least two weeks in advance. So <laughs> yeah, I can so I request can off. I can
2: request them off and find coverage and, <laughs> and all that other rigmarole.
3: Right, I'm
1: working part time and often I I don't know my schedule ahead of time. Uh, you know, I found out next week's schedule this week, and um, and so there's that uncertainty. And beyond that, I don't have the usual weekend. I work on Sundays and you know a couple nights through the rest of the week. Um, and so it's you know I you know being part of an activist group you know I there's a lot of things I can't attend. There's a lot of things that I would like to attend, but I can't justify taking off work for. It. Right. Um, it's sort of it's very limiting, as as right. you said, uh, David, and and just also in my family history my my dad used to work at Kodak and he had those uh he would work 2 days, 2 nights, and mm-hmm. then 4 days off. So his schedule was very abnormal compared mm-hmm. to the typical. And
2: what did he feel like having the 4 days off? Uh, and he, were they 12-hour shifts?
1: Yeah, they were 12-hour shifts. Um he he's a very stoic person so <laughs> so so he didn't let on much um you know, my my mom always said that you know, she couldn't handle like Having that weird sleeping schedule, right. much less the mm. the working schedule, uh, but you know it allowed him to you know go to Wegmans on Monday when it's less crowded, or true. you know. Yep. It, and it,
2: but they have the good samples on the weekends.
1: This, this true. is true. Nice <laughs> but I, uh,
3: you know, talking about Wegmans, you know, having now have having weekends off, I uh, have been going to Wegmans on a Sunday, and it is uh, terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it is yeah. So packed. And it really speaks to something which I think is important about weeks and weekends, which is that uh, for 40 hours a week, we are, uh, most of us are doing something we don't want to do. We kind of don't count that time as our time. That's our time when we're making money to do the things that we do want to do.
2: Literally, it's your boss's time.
3: Mm -hmm. So you have to squeeze all of your fun and all of your, you know, personal personal work, um, the work of raising a family and all that and keeping yourself alive, you have to squeeze all of that into the weekend, um, meaning that Wegmans is terrifying on the weekend. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, it's real crazy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's, that's one of the weird paradoxes, I think, of the idea of a weekend and having an institutionalized weekend <laughs> is you do have only that two days in order to get everything done. And a good chunk of our population does have that as their weekend. Like Mm -hmm. even our school week is based on Monday through Friday, your weekends on the the Saturday, Sunday. Um, And so a huge segment of our population has to get those things done on the weekend.
1: Which requires another subset of the population to be employed on the weekend serving those needs.
2: Yeah, it does. And... So like your service workers, the people who are taking your tickets at the ride at the carnival or whatever you're doing for your leisure, as well as your errands, this is like a separate population Mm -hmm. that is kind of outcast from the regular Monday through Friday. And people kind of treat you differently, too. Yes,
3: I know I never, in all my service jobs, you know, I worked in a... uh I worked in a bookstore that many people would come hang out out uh, hang out at on the weekend. I've worked in uh, cafes and and delis and also driving a Lyft and Uber and never did I feel more keenly the sense of serving people yeah. than on the weekend because on the week people are there for many reasons. You know, right. maybe you're getting maybe you're getting your coffee so that you can get through the next meeting. Maybe you're uh Getting dinner at the deli because you don't have time after work to cook, and those felt you know like yeah I'm I'm helping out. But then on the weekend it was like, how can I make your time nice?
2: Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a it's a power flip mm-hmm. that now that they're the the master and they're the ones with the leisure and the money to spend. Because as we discussed, you're you're making your money so you can spend it on the mm-hmm. weekend. Um, they expect a, a different kind of
3: service yes. for two days of the week you get to be the boss and boss exactly. other people around
2: oh man do some people take advantage of that mm. and,
1: and there used to be a time when like most places were closed on
3: sundays mm-hmm. at least
1: uh, and now it's basically just chick-fil-a and like some bars
3: <laughs> i don't feel like i remember a time when uh, places were this closed on Sunday before sundays, our time before our yeah. time but i do remember a time when things were closed on thanksgiving yeah. And Christmas morning.
1: Oh, yeah. That,
2: um,
3: yeah. And that has that stopped. Well, m-
1: my job is it's at a place that really can't close down, even if it's a holiday. So I, I have worked Thanksgiving. I have worked Christmas. Um, and, you know, I appreciate the time and a half paycheck that I, I get. I was going to ask, do you get time and a half? Yeah, yeah. It, that, <laughs> also that's a so I,
3: part of the Fair Labor Standards Act.
1: Nice. I, I, I want to bring it back because I, I had mentioned my dad earlier. And I thought about, well, the act of raising me and my sister um, it was... You
2: make it sound like a cry. Well, <laughs> the
1: <laughs> act of raising
3: <laughs> me. <laughs> no, definitely a job, for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of work involved, and if you work a... If both my parents had been working a nine-to-five steady job, I would have spent a lot more time at daycares with babysitters, and I would have had a very different childhood, spending less time with my dad and more time elsewhere. And the, the nine-to-five really, and the weekend really puts places a burden on, you know, parents. And schools are generally um they close before, you know, people get out of work. So it creates a need for child care. Mm-hmm. And fact, we
3: were talking about part time work before and, you know, how you might have your quote unquote weekend on a Wednesday and a Thursday, but mm-hmm. if you have kids you're still beholden to that mm-hmm. uh week week and weekend schedule.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. And obviously the um
3: being a parent
1: is a full-time job, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I mean, unfortunately, even for parents, like you're, you, you get time off from work to so spend time with your family, but even then, you're strictly speaking, you're working still, because you're taking care of, of kids. Um, le- leisure in families, as far as I'm concerned, is still a bit of a, an illusion. Uh-huh. Um, that sucks.
1: Because there's a lot of you know, real labor that goes into feeding your children into feeding you know your spouse um it's we don't talk enough about <laughs> my sort husband of,
2: feeds me very well but it is a lot of work yeah
1: <laughs> it, we don't talk a lot about domestic labor as labor as the work that it is mm-hmm. and partly this is sort of a shift uh you know before the industrial revolution you know a lot of work a lot more work was being done at home and there were the boundaries were less clear between what is work and what is, you know, for oneself, but...
3: They also had a a handy daycare system called Making the Kids Work in Factories.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That they did, David. I
2: love it. Are you upset about the cost of daycare? (laughs) Try factory life. (laughs) (laughs) It's time your seven-year-old
1: brought home a paycheck. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that's funny.
1: <laughs> um back to the weekend. <laughs> <And> oh. <laughs> I I want you to talk more about sort of the feeling of being sort of a an underclass working yeah. on the weekend and how how that is.
2: Yeah, it's an idea I've had for a long time because I've worked service industry basically my entire adult life and the times that most people have off, you know the mm-hmm. the 9 to 5 crew, yeah. we'll call them. Yeah. Um like a gang or something. <laughs> the they get their stuff done when they're not at work. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, it's logical. Yeah. But for every person basically that wants to go out and do something when they're not at work to use their leisure time You have to have somebody who is there providing the labor in order to make that leisure possible. Mm -hmm. So um, somebody at the movie theater to take your ticket and make your popcorn and clean up your popcorn that you threw all over the floor Mm -hmm. and somebody to um, Work the store where you're gonna go buy your toys and your clothes and crap like that Um, and This service industry that has to exist outside of the normal nine-to-five is excluded from...
1: Participating. Yeah, from participating.
2: It's a great word. From participating in the quote-unquote normal life of nine-to-five. And it's kind of a weird feeling that starts to build after working in service for a while that you can't achieve that, that that's not something that you can achieve and that you're only ever gonna be there to serve the other person, that that's that. For. And as we talked about before, like there is definitely a power adjustment in the people that are normally the, the trot on on their, their nine to five, flip that on their service workers on the weekends and they're the ones that need to do everything you said because you now have the power, the customer is always right. Not only do you have that that aspect of having to serve that person, you can't take that time off because somebody right. has to be there, you know. And and so you're forever excluded from from participating in the normal work life. And we we strive to achieve that. That's what we want. That's it, the dream. Yeah. It's
1: sort of it's the next part of you know having a house and a picket fence. You know, yeah, is having the weekend.
2: Yeah, so that you can too step all over people on your Saturdays and Sundays.
3: <laughs> and uh it speaks to the to the fact again that that in order that we have this feeling just as a culture, I guess, um that in order to have leisure, you have to consume something.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um because of course one could have a nice weekend uh just at home or just right. uh outside, but we all have to have our lattes and our Sunday brunch.
2: Yeah because even even within the the work week we we're talking a little bit about in the in the break about shift work and how for some industries it's not necessarily service related but you have to have people working weekends and overnights right. like if you're working if you're a doctor mm-hmm. you have to have that but at a certain with a level within that
1: there's a hierarchy yeah there's
2: a hierarchy that the the better you are the the higher up you are the more time you can take off and then you can do whatever you want and it's only the people at the lower end with less power who have to work the weekends and the overnights and and all the shifts that nobody else wants mm-hmm. so so your time is prioritized based on how important you are
3: it uh, suddenly occurs to me we were talking about a power switch on the weekends when workers are able to boss around other workers <laughs> um American there's Dream. also <laughs> There's also sort of a moral shift, um, and what I mean by that is that uh, behaviors that would sort of be frowned upon on the weekend, are not fr- that would be frowned upon on weekdays, are not frowned upon on weekends. What I'm thinking about specifically is my experiences of being horribly hungover on a Wednesday morning. LAUGHTER <and, laughs> How the looks are very different, than if you're horribly hungover on a Saturday, everyone's just like, "Oh, honey, do you want some eggs?" You know.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Like uh, everybody has to be lockstep, mm-hmm. and and the more we try to conform and make everybody the same, the less we're thinking about people who are in the minor- minorities mm-hmm. who have to work weekends, who have to work work that kind of things and And we can't have it both ways we can't have it to where all the good workers or all the a certain class of workers are working this nine to five but then able to do their leisure activities because mm-hmm. again, somebody has to work those. We can't have it both ways
1: now David, I'm interested you as you worked for Uber and Lyft you worked they would of course call it something else
3: but um <laughs>
2: subcontracted yes yeah. i
3: believe i worked for myself but uber <laughs> and lyft were able to tell me what to do that entire time <laughs> 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 um
1: now you did you find yourself uh, driving more on the weekends
3: uh, well, there is the fact that there's you know, sort of a more of a freedom with Uber and Lyft. You can choose whether right. or not you want to drive on the weekends. But if you want to make enough money to live off of Uber and Lyft, you do have to drive on the weekends and you have to drive right when you uh, want to be having fun. <laughs> um, so that other people can have fun, as yeah. we've talked about.
1: It, it again gets back to that idea of you know certain people's leisure time being built on the backs of other people's work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. like
3: I was saying before, um, with the feeling of when you're working on the during the week, you have sort of more of a feeling that you're helping people out. There's sort of more of a mm-hmm. um, you could almost comradery? call it solidarity yeah. or camaraderie. Yeah. Were you um,
1: often taking people to work?
3: Yeah, and that that was also the shift that I mostly chose to do. I liked it because um, all I had to do was wake up early in the morning. But people didn't typically uh, talk as much, and uh, you didn't get the big helpful. groups uh, right. because because on the weekend that's when you're the getting the hungover. you're getting the hang the hangovers. Those were all right because they don't talk very much either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but you get the you get the big groups. You get the teenagers. You get. Uh, well, I can just talk about teenagers because these are people who, you know, again, don't have any power most of the time. So when they do are in a position of power, they really love it. They <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Um, yeah, but on the weekend, there was really that feeling of, of serving people very much more so than during the week and just people sort of... People, it felt like, would take advantage. That was the time. Mm-hmm. Those were also the times when you'd have the weird re- re- requests. The um, oh, can yeah. you just stop here for my friend, or you know, whatever that kind of thing. Um, which don't do that to your Uber driver. There is actually a functionality within the app to make that happen, um, so that they get paid correctly for it. Public service announcement.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's fair.
1: This sort of conversation makes me wonder if perhaps we can be think of ways to decouple leisure from other people's labor Mm -hmm. um like i play a lot of video games and in my mind at least it seems that me being able to play a video game on a saturday doesn't you know the work has already been done there by you know people who probably worked very long hours to make it happen but it doesn't necessarily require somebody to actually be there to assist me in the way that you need waiters and cooks if you're going to a restaurant on saturday Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously you, you had talked about just going to a park and there are yep. a lot of, um, activities that are less labor intensive.
3: Now, unfortunately we, uh, in this country do sort of patrol our parks to make sure that, uh, people pay the parking fees. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really know why we need to have, uh, so much, so much security to get into a park, but we do at least in the national parks. Uh, so Thank you, park rangers, as well.
2: Yeah, I mean it's a difficult thing to do because a lot of the stuff, like I, I don't have time to go out and and do the same things that everybody else does. Right. Like I want to go see a movie, mm-hmm. but I can only do that on Sundays uh-huh. because that's that's how my work week works. And and that's a really difficult question: is how can we decouple our le- leisure and having a good time from the necessity of having other people work
1: mm-hmm. um I, I think to some extent sort of like the internet and everything being digital helps with that because again if you're watching netflix you know there are people involved in making netflix happen but it's not a product that's being served to you on a platter on a saturday morning when you're hungover. And Unless are, you're the,
2: the help desk that has to take the phone calls. <laughs> Why is my Xbox not working?
1: <laughs> is that something you've done that <laughs> No, specific?
2: I couldn't even find the phone number for it, <laughs> let's be honest.
3: <laughs> and uh other non-electronic ways to have fun without bothering other people. Um, there's <laughs> there's walking, there's uh musical instruments, there are board <laughs> games, there is the uh find game a hobby, guys. Hobbies. Find a
0: hobby.
2: <laughs> You know, I think there is a solution to this problem where you can have your cake and eat it too, to use a cliche. The answer is shorter work weeks.
1: That's a very good idea, and we'll get more into that after this break.
3: You're listening to Punching Out on WAYOLP Rochester. If you'd like to continue slacking off, you can find all of our past episodes on iTunes and SoundCloud. Remember, your boss isn't listening, but we are.
1: Welcome back to Punching Out. I'm Ryan, joined here with Lou. Hey, guys. And David. Hello. Hello. We've been talking for the past 40 minutes or so about the weekend and the ways it sort of impacts our daily lives and the ways really our economy is built around the weekend and how if you have to work on the weekend, it can be a painful experience. Um, and so we're show about solutions and making things better. And one of the ideas we had in the last segment was to shorten the work week, you know, to extend the weekend. And this is something that it's come up in a few experimental cases. There was a, a town in Sweden that experimented with a four-day work week, a, a company in New Zealand, both of which had like incredibly good results. They found that people had more time for, to do what, whatever they want. And as a result, they were you know more productive at work. But that's not really the point. The <laughs> point is having more time to do what you want. The US 40 hour work week is sort of standard. Um, it's especially in the Western world, most countries are on the 40 hour work week. Um, it's not something that we've changed uh, in the past 80 years now, going back to the Fair Labor Standards Act. And it's probably time that we do reduce it. There are a few countries in Europe, uh, like France, particularly, has a 35 hour work week. And recently in Germany, one of their major unions uh, secured the right to a 28-hour work week for at least two years. You can take that option.
2: So is that four seven-day, four days seven hours?
3: I
1: believe so. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: I know an interesting uh, straw poll might be: Would you prefer to have an extra day of weekend or just five shorter days? I, I think it would be the extra day off.
2: I'd want a whole day. Yeah, yeah.
3: I would go for that, too. But, but <laughs> to be fair, you're still
2: being paid the same, right? Yes. 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 It's important so that, the
1: wages that, to make that clear. Your, your salary isn't cut.
2: Right, because I know there's some school districts in Oklahoma that are on four-day weeks now because they don't pay the teachers for full f- yeah. five days.
1: And that's bad.
2: So Yeah, because Th- teachers need to go get after. part-time jobs. Mm-hmm. So
1: Now, beyond just getting paid more by the hour, there are a lot of real benefits to the flexibility a shorter work week offers.
3: And one of the things that I thought was most interesting about one of the cases I looked at of companies uh, going to the 4-day work week is that the boss actually allowed the employees to decide which day they wanted off, which really as we were talking about before, you know, the whole country is sort of in lockstep meaning that if you have to work on the weekend, you're sort of Uh, less able to take care of your kids and that sort of thing so having that choice of which day to have off i thought was a very very good idea
2: yeah that's true and and my my the reason why i think it's a good solution to the idea of the weekend creating strange pseudo classes is that you have more overlap with your fellow man so if you Mm -hmm. work saturday through tuesday for example you get Three days off still. Or would it be? No, it would be Saturday through. I think you just created
1: a four-day weekend. Yeah.
2: Hey, that's fine. It's fine with me. I'm fine with that. (laughs) Uh, But you have more overlap to do more things. And you Uh do have time to, to build relationships with people outside of work. Mm-hmm. Which is an important factor that we haven't even really touched on is the we relationships really outside of work are impacted by yeah. this.
1: There's a huge social impact to if you work on the weekends, not being able to go out with friends mm-hmm. and having to sort of schedule everything around your oddball schedule.
3: Mm-hmm. And it occurs to me that the weekend is one of the few chance, one of the few times that people are more likely to like talk to strangers and not <laughs> in a. Uh, not in a work setting, but, you know, just as person to person. Because right. if you have part-time work, maybe you can make plans with your friends, but you're certainly not going to be mm-hmm. um, meeting as many strangers that are also out having fun talking to yeah. people.
2: If you give everybody more leisure time and more days to do that and more overlap for that, even if they're not all the same five days or whatever, uh, it's going to be better for everybody. Mm. I think so. Anyway. Yeah. So it's an easy solution.
3: And it always feels to me like who is arguing against this? Who wants to work more? I understand that there will be some uh, stoic old folks who uh, might who might say that I don't have any uh, work ethic, work ethic yeah. or Bill's anything character. like that. But uh as far as I can tell everyone I know doesn't want doesn't like working. So
1: I mentioned a Gallup poll earlier and I think it found that like 15% of people like their jobs, which is <laughs> just depressingly <laughs> oh, low, very but good. It, it reveals something about, it's kind of the point of why we're doing this show. You know, nobody likes their job, and we should talk about that.
3: To put that another way, 85% of people do not like what they are doing for 40 hours a week.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's scary.
2: That is, I mean, it's not surprising, but it, it's one of those things we don't think about. Yeah. As, as how much time we're spending devoted to something we don't want to do.
3: It seems like many of us think about work and especially the Monday to Friday forty hour work week as a natural thing, yeah, and it is not
1: yeah it, not. as we've laid out on this episode, it's a very recent creation, and while the 40 hour week is in particular is sort of was a reduction of working hours, the the industrial revolution as a whole served to like really ramp up how many people were how many people were working and how long they were working for. And since the Fair Labor Standards Act was put into place, we've only seen an increase in the number of people, the percent of the population in the workforce, you know, employed. And again, the poll I talked about, you know, the average full-time workers working 47-hour weeks.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm. And the Industrial Revolution also divorced work from any type of natural, naturality that it ever yeah. had. Uh it didn't matter anymore what time it got dark. Yeah, they've done
2: studies on how the artificial lighting affects your sleep schedule mm-hmm. and how um, exposure to blue light outside of the normal sunlight will, will mess up your circadian rhythm, and that has health effects. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's nothing natural about how we work. And and the idea that we're married to the, f- the five-day work week is a little bogus. Like, it's it's silly and it's something that we need to talk about more is that even if we do have to work, which we are, full disclosure, fully against, <laughs> um, it, we can make it better. And to do the thing that we already talked that we hate, it will make your employees more productive.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, I, as far as work goes, you know, I think the four-day work week is a great idea, but a better idea would be the three-day work week. And, ooh, ooh
2: uh, <laughs> I got a better idea. two days oh yeah
1: (laughs) oh man we're on a roll um now as we mentioned earlier on the show uh capital kind of runs things in this country and so the idea that we're just gonna slash you know work the work week by you know even eight hours is sort of it's not going to happen tomorrow probably um but one idea i had was that something you know even democratic states could do is just put new holidays into law. You know mm, That's something true. that you can do just through a legislature at the state level. Um, true. When I went to school in Massachusetts, they have this day called Patriots Day. It honors um, something to do with the Revolutionary War. It's the third Monday in April, and what people do on Patriots Day is they drink and they watch the Boston Marathon. It's a very <laughs> good holiday. Um, and yeah, I've heard about that. Every state should have it.
2: Every state, and, and I think I think this is a good idea. Okay, who else can we do? What other holidays um, can we do? The,
1: during the Obama administration, he put, we have federal holidays where people have to get, you know, time and a half pay, and then we have, like, these observances that are, like, you know, they're they're on the calendar maybe, but they, you know, nobody really takes off work for them.
2: Except your bank. <laughs>
1: Not even them <laughs> most of the time. But, um, like, one of, one of the things he made happen is there's a, Cesar Chavez Day at the end of March. It's the last Monday in March, I believe. And it honors the uh, legendary farm labor organizer out in the uh, California and the Southwest. Um, nice. And it, let's make that a paid holiday. You know? Yeah, let's yep. do it.
3: And then uh, then you'll have May 1st as well.
0: Yeah, A real May Day. May
1: Day, which we've talked about at length on this show, uh, which, you know, very fittingly, Honors the Haymarket affair and the people who died as a result of that. Mm -hmm. It's you know, it
2: and May Day is observed internationally as well. Yeah, I remember one time I was flying into another country and I landed on May 1st. I didn't leave this country Mm -hmm. on May 1st, but I landed in the other one on May 1st and the entire place was shut down. There was no traffic, Mm -hmm. there was nothing. Except, you know, security in the airport. That's I was fantastic. like, what's going on? And, what and, is this? And
1: that's not even like officially re- officially recognized by a lot of governments. That's right. just the workers themselves deciding yeah. to take off, which yeah. is the best kind
3: of holiday. And let's <laughs> always remember if the workers take off, uh, the boss can't actually run the place by himself.
2: Exactly. I think, so again, tangent because I've lived all over, but the favorite holidays ever is they're in Malaysia. Because they get the Christian holidays, the Muslim holidays, and the Hindu holidays off. And then the American embassy also observes the American holidays. So they have four different kinds of holidays going. They're never working. It's amazing. We (laughs)
1: have, uh, I think it's 10 federal holidays. Uh, Our 10 would be one of the lowest counts in Europe. Uh, The UK doesn't have any paid holidays, but they get 28 days of just paid leave automatically. So they're doing better than we are because we are guaranteed zero days of paid leave. Mm -hmm. And the country with the most is Cambodia for uh, similar reasons in that it's a multi-ethnic country and a lot of different cultures there. They have 28.
2: So so we have
1: work to do if we are to catch up with Malaysia. That's
2: more than one every other
3: week. I always had Mm -hmm. the uh, Jewish High Holy Days off of school, and I recently learned that that is not standard in New York State.
2: That's extremely not not common. (laughs) That's... Brighton. That's, that's it. <laughs>
3: But I've got I've got four birthdays I think should be holidays. Um, FDR, who signed into law the weekend, was born on January 30th. Although um, I'm not a
2: lot of holidays in January.
3: It's a lot of holidays in January.
1: I I feel like we should redistribute some holidays to warmer temperatures. Hmm. Uh, That's a great
2: idea. All right. Well, well, Francis
3: Perkins, who was his uh, labor secretary and Mm. wrote the Fair Labor Standards Act, along with some lawyers. Uh, was born on April 10th.
2: That's a good day. That's yeah. a
3: good day. April needs a holiday. April needs more. There's
1: nothing between February and Memorial Day. Basically. Because February has a President's Day, which, like... Of our patriotic holidays is the most mattress sale of holidays. <laughs> it only exists so they can cut prices on mattresses. You
3: know. Yeah, spring is a, a long slog, that's for sure, right it when is. the weather is turning beautiful, too, and all yeah. the kids are stuck in school. Uh,
1: poor so, guys. So we've already, in this you know, segment, Antutias. added
3: holidays to March and April and May, so we've got that
2: there covered. There we go. Okay, <laughs> what else can we
1: do? Um
3: I've got two labor bosses' birthdays here, uh, Sidney Hillman and David Dubinsky. They were both active um, in getting the... What month were they born? But they are both winter uh, months. Uh, so we've got we a March 23rd for Sidney Hillman, and David Dubinsky was we, we born need a holiday February for 22nd.
1: June. We need August, too.
3: Ju- June and August. Cause Juneteenth and August. would be an excellent
2: Ooh, holiday. Yeah, fantastic. why is that not a holiday already?
3: Why did I not know that Juneteenth was a thing until two years ago? Yeah, that,
2: exactly. <laughs> like Juneteenth needs to be a holiday right now.
3: And just for the listeners, uh, Juneteenth is
1: uh, it commemorates the anniversary of uh, emancipation, which freed the slaves in this country. Why
2: don't we celebrate that?
1: It's a monumental day in this country. So it it's really kind is. of a
2: big deal. Yeah. Why? Oh, sometimes um, I'm disappointed.
1: Then moving on later in the year, uh, we have Columbus Day, which Kind of gross. Eh. Um, oh some, Just
3: change the name, I'd say. Yeah. Some, Keep so, the day off. Change yeah, the name. We're
2: all for more holidays, just maybe not icky holidays.
1: Yeah. Uh, Los Angeles, I believe, renamed it to an Indigenous People's Day, which, you know, was fine. Uh, I had joked on Twitter that, you know, we should have Labor Day 2, like Labor Day, but in October, you know. Sure. We don't need a purpose, really. Just slap yeah, that holiday in night. there.
3: Yeah. Does it need to be a specific day? Can't we just have, like, every third Friday off, call it Laundry Day?
2: Yeah, <gasps> <Ew. laughs> why are you only really doing laundry with your day? <laughs> Once a month. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? You do your laundry more, but you don't have as much leisure time.
3: <laughs> there you go. Or um, I was also thinking of pet day. I think that That's a good our idea. pets just need a day. We need a day to hang out with the pets.
2: I agree. Pet day.
1: Mothers and fathers day, they both fall on a Sunday. You know, it Who it needs Monday. a day off more than a mother or a father? You know? Exactly. Put those on Mondays. Seems like someone, but again, have to we're assuming
2: we're assuming the uh, uh, standard Monday through Friday work. True, But
1: true. I don't think anybody gets off for Mother's Day, like officially.
2: Yeah, uh, that's true. I mean, I, and I, there's Let's nobody make those I paid feel. paid holidays. Yeah, I, there's nobody I feel for more than than somebody who works brunch outlets on Mother's oh, Day. God. Oh lord. <laughs> God bless them. Um,
1: another thing that should be a holiday in this country is Election Day. It isn't.
2: Absolutely. That's along with Juneteenth. So we need that day off.
3: I'm not even sure I'm comfortable with the idea of calling it a holiday. It's a day when you go out and do your civic duty, your civic labor. Um, We should have that day off in order to do so.
2: Mm -hmm. I agree.
3: Holiday sort of implies that it's a, a day of rest and, you know, it's important.
1: So we've just created about like six or seven holidays on the calendar. Imagine if somebody out there was campaigning on, you'll get six more days off or you'll get time and a half on these six days. That would be great. Yeah. I'd vote for him. Mm. Yeah. And we we talked about Thanksgiving on earlier on the show, and like Thanksgiving's weird because it's on a Thursday. And for a lot of people, they at least used to have the Friday after off, but um, especially now with the rise of Black Friday, it is a day when a lot of people are working. And so the four-day weekend that used to come with Thanksgiving is now... This weird island in the middle of the week, or
2: worse, stores that open at two on mm. Thursday. Yeah.
3: What if we uh, keep Thanksgiving, but then also take Canadian Thanksgiving? Mm. that's in November. That's you
2: know, um, international solidarity. Yes, it yeah. is really important. <laughs> you know, one thing we haven't talked about yet is is how the our conception of the work week isn't necessarily true all over the place but unfortunately we have a problem of imperialism and the u.s spreading the work week and the the domination Mm -hmm. of the 40 hours monday through friday to other cultures uh when i was in middle school i lived in the middle east and the weekend was thursday friday so you went to school saturday sunday monday tuesday wednesday and then you had off thursday friday Mm -hmm. since then that's no longer the case they've shifted their weekend to saturday sunday to be more in line with western
1: cultures and more specifically, Western markets, I would yeah. imagine. Um, and there are a lot of countries that are still doing, you know, six-day weeks, uh, you know, the 48-hour week, and especially in the developing world, that is fairly common. Um, so the one-day weekend is still standard there. So we've tried to create a few more three-day
3: weekends here. Three days, the natural length of the weekend. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do feel like three-day weekend is is a good length because... Okay. You feel rested by then. You don't feel like you have to frantically fill your, your two days with everything that you could possibly do. You, yes. you have time to sleep in. You can you know, go hang out with friends and also get your chores done. Like yes. You can take care of your, your mental health and your physical health at the same time.
3: It gives you uh, one day that is insulated from work. Um, that oh, one day point. when not, you went you're neither to sleep, recovering you, nor mm, dreading. Exactly, yeah. you went to sleep unstressed out. You will go to sleep again that night unstressed out, and uh, I, I, I like the the cushion. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's an excellent point because you spend a lot of time, even on my lack of Monday's work week. Uh, you spend a lot of time the night before thinking, okay, do I have everything ready? Do I have uh, my lunch pack? Do I have my clothes? Do I have everything mm-hmm. like this? What do I need to do as soon as I get in the in work this morning?
3: Or just lying in bed going, oh, dear God, I have to <laughs> Help go. Help me.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. And even working part-time, you know, if you don't have the day fully off, it, even if you just have to go in for like three hours or whatever your shift may be, that's a work day. Yeah. You know, because there's so much time You have to schedule around it. You have yeah. to do so much to prepare yourself mentally and physically for your job.
2: You have to be like, okay, well, I need to get, start getting ready at, if I have to be in at two, well then I really need to start making sure I don't have anything before or after 10, because just in case I'm running late and I need to go home and change or, or maybe I'll have to take a shower. And then there's always the commute and making sure I have enough food. Like, yeah, it is a whole rigmarole. And and that kind of preparation and not even talking about commuting and everything, that takes a lot out of you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And and you have to schedule your entire day around that, yes. that one thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Which is true for other things, but at least other things are your own choice. Yes. Yeah. Like your work and your work schedule for the for the vast majority of people in this country isn't your choice.
3: Mm-hmm. You have almost no control over it.
2: No.
1: You can request days off, but you know you won't get paid for those days. And like, then you have to,
2: like in my case, I have to find coverage for those days off. Like mm-hmm. If I'm going to take off three days, who else is going to work in that time? Because normally I do it. So who else? i got to go negotiate with other mm-hmm. people who wouldn't normally have to work that.
3: And even listen to the wording we're using. You have to request it. You have to mm-hmm. supplicate to the boss in order to get your day off um you know you should be able to have the power at work to uh, simply take a day off with mm-hmm. notice you know why not
1: um this is sort of the central point of all of punching out is that you should have more time when you don't have to see your boss you know there should be m- more leisure time in our lives there should be less time spent in the service of other people yeah yeah absolutely i think we've had a fun discussion here today yeah uh, you know Something about the weekend makes people smile. You know? um, True. I'm Ryan.
3: I'm Dave. And I'm Lou. This
1: is Punching Out. I'm punchin out. I'm
2: punchin out.
0: You've been listening punchin to now. Punching Out. You can find us on Facebook and on Twitter at I'm Punching punchin Out Rayo.